I'm going to say a sentence, and I just want you to say, hi, Jamie, at the end of it, okay? Can you say that? <laughs> Not yet. Here's my sentence. Hi, my name is Jamie, and I'm a recovering minister. Hi. <laughs> it's, my, it's my AA meeting. <laughs> I'm in recovery. <laughs> in the most real way you can imagine. In 2019, I'm going to talk about the time of two today, but I need to talk about 2019 so that we can, so that you can get a better understanding of, of where we're at today. <laughs> so in 2019, um, and even December of 2018, in 2019, the first few months of 2019, and please don't take this the wrong way, I, I actually hate and loathe fasting and I don't do it well or much. But okay, so I'll, I'll say that first. But in 2018 and in 2019, I felt so desperate, so hungry, so in need for something to change. And, and I, I fasted like not every, not, not like a full fast, but I fasted for like three months. I, I, I'd never done it in my life, you know, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I needed change. I needed something to shift. What, what, I, what I thought was prophesied over my life, what I thought was promised over my life, what I thought was spoken over my life, what I thought was in me just wasn't seeming to be in fullness like I, I thought it should. And so uh, <clears throat> during that time, I was also listening to a, a man who's, who's not really maybe part of maybe our normal kind of Bethlehem prophetic streams and uh, Morning Star and all that, but his name was Kevin Zadai. Kevin Zadai, anybody? Can you raise your hand? And, uh, <clears throat> and so I'd listen to him fasting a lot. <clears throat> Sorry about my voice. Hopefully it doesn't annoy you. Um, but, uh, um, <clears throat> and I was so desperate and hungry and uh, I actually reached out uh, to him <coughs> and, uh, and uh, said, hey, you know, we have this, <laughs> I mean, we had this little spirit-filled church, you know, uh, some little nothing church, you know. And I said, hey, would you, you know, he was kind of new on the scene. He's only been on the scene for like three or four or five years maybe now. And uh, thank you. <laughs> and... Um, <clears throat> He actually came to this little place called Atwell Revival Center that we were pastoring at the time. And uh, <clears throat> he came and, and I went to uh, lunch with him and Kathy, his wife, which was like April 4th, 2019. And uh, <clears throat> we just had a normal lunch, I thought. And uh, he came to service that night, which was a Friday night, was our first night of the conference. And uh, the first thing that comes out of his mouth when he gets up to speak is he said, and if you know Kevin Zadai, Zadai, however you want to say it, <clears throat> you, you know that when I say this, he meant it, it happened. <laughs> and he said, when we were at lunch, he got up to take the mic, like I said, first thing out of his mouth, Friday night, the first night of the conference, he got up and he said, when we had lunch, uh, he said, Pastor Jamie, Jesus walked into the room and he said, tell Pastor Jamie, everything's going to be just fine. And 
<clears throat> I was like, cool. <laughs> Everything's kind of fine, you know? I mean, like, you can always apply that somewhere. <laughs> Not knowing what would transpire the next two years of my life. And not knowing that those words that Jesus spoke to him to tell Pastor Jamie were going to be the hardest thing for me to believe ever. Ever. And so he came in April and in uh, 2019, or in May, uh, and I'm not going to tell anything scary for my wife who's listening and my children. Uh, I'm not going to tell any crazy details. But so in May... A month later, God started speaking to me, and uh, He's always used me in times and seasons to speak, uh, but uh, but never, never in numbers. Sorry, I'll take a drink real quick. I'm just afraid if I stop, I'll lose my train of thought. So in May of 2019, God, God uh, spoke to me, to me the number 10. And, uh, and uh, he spoke to me not only the number 10, but he said, overthrow and destroy. Or destroy and overthrow. And uh, when he said destroy and overthrow in the number 10, you know, destroy and overthrow wasn't really part of my theology. <laughs> Wow, my theology has been so rewired for the past three years in so many good ways because of what we've uh, encountered, went through. And so he said, I want you to preach on the number 10. And I'm thinking like, God, I don't, I'm not like the numbers prophetic guy, but you know, uh, okay, I'll do my best, you know? And, and so um, he started giving me downloads and revelation because, because I'm not saying this in a prideful way. It's just, actually, it's in a, I'm kind of stupid way. <laughs> like, if I don't get revelation and inspiration, I have nothing to say, you know? Like, so if God doesn't speak, I, it's not like I'm going to do a word study and, and come and, and preach on this this little thing that I word studied and thought was cool. You know, like, if he doesn't say something of revelation and inspiration, like, I have to be excited to say anything, right, Ruth? <laughs> My wife, like, like, I don't talk much, you know, so I only talk when I'm excited. So, uh, so he, he initiates through revelation and inspiration a message to me. And so that's how he works uh, for me personally. I'm not saying any other way is wrong. It's just, it's just what works for me. And so he started speaking to me about the number 10 and it being a time uh, to overthrow and destroy. And so this was 2019 and, and unbeknownst to myself, uh, you know, I was in the time of 10 kind of myself because in 2009 was the first time I was ordained like in a pastoral role. Now I was ordained in 2007 uh, just by my father who was a pastor, uh, just like as a recognition of the call of God on my life. But in 2009, I was ordained in a pastoral role for the first time. So, you know, here I'm preaching on the time of 10, not even thinking and realizing, oh, this is my 10 year anniversary myself kind of. 
And so, so again, he starts speaking to me about a time to overthrow and destroy, not realizing that I would come into the next two years or, or even, you know, a couple months after that, I'd be, I'd be in the most radical season of warfare of my entire life where I would have to overthrow and destroy strongholds and, and, um, and, and just make it through the, the greatest kind of Jezebelic, witchcraftish kind of attack in my entire mind-boggling experience, okay? And, and so here I have, here, here I come into this time where, where I have hell's torment in my life, but I also have heaven's tearing. And so I, I'm living a dual season because not only is hell trying to uh, overthrow and destroy me, but, but heaven's also tearing me and pruning me and plucking me to make me what I've always, you know, in those times I was fasting, praying, and like crying out, God, I, I need to be who I am. And he said, oh, I got the solution. I'll tear you. I'll break you. I'll, I'll, I'll wound you. You know, I, I didn't, again, let me tell you this. We're still in 2019, okay, in the summer. And I had an angelic visitation in my bedroom. Now, when I have angelic visitations, it's not like I see uh, Cindy right here. It's like I see it, but I, I, I do, and I, it's like blurry. And so <clears throat> Kevin Zadai says all this. I start preaching on the time of 10 in May of 2019. But in that summer, I'm talking about because hell's tormenting me soon. <laughs> and heaven's gonna start tearing me. If I'm messing with your theology, I don't care. I experienced it, I know it, I lived it. And, and now I, I have the fruit of, of the other side of it. So I have this angelic visitation and all I know at my bedside that night is that, that heaven was there to tear me. That's what I knew. And I'm again, another theology I don't believe. But, there was such, the peace and presence of God was so heavy in the room, I couldn't deny it to be true, even though I didn't understand what that was gonna mean. And then eventually I come across Hosea 6.1. It says, come, let us return to the Lord. I've torn you, but I'll heal you. I've wounded you, but I'll bind you up. So heaven was there to tear me. Hell was there to torment me the greatest, most fun season of my life. <laughs> Not just for me, but my wife, family. The time of 10, so a time to overthrow and destroy. And, and what happens when it's a time to overthrow and destroy is not only is it God's time to overthrow and destroy, but the enemy's gonna counter it <laughs> And he's gonna also try to be overthrowing and destroying. And so what happens, 2019, I have this word, time of 10. What happens, we come into 2020, we come into a, a year, uh, we come into a new decade, a 10. And what happens, COVID, and the enemy's trying to overthrow and destroy. But God's saying, nope, <laughs> I'm gonna overthrow and destroy. But it takes a church. It takes a people. 
and I may be getting ahead of myself, but if you look at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and maybe I won't go through all the scriptures because I've got so much to say, but if you look at the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, he, he, God approached Abraham, and he, he said, he got him down to, Abraham said, what if there's 10 people in the city? He said, God said, specifically, I could look up the scripture reference, you could too. He said, I will not destroy it for 10. Because 10, 10 is a, an ecclesia number. If you look in, if you look in the, I get that from Ruth and other people get it from Ruth because in Ruth chapter four, Boaz, he, 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 when he was going to uh, uh, marry Ruth and he, he was getting the, kins, other, the first in line kinsman redeemer, he said, he said, let me gather Hold on, let me gather 10 elders at the city gate, okay? And so 10 is a representative of an ecclesia. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, governing group. Now, I, think, I know that we think of 12 as a government, the, God's government, and yeah, you're, you're right. But there's an ecclesia. So, so it's a time to overthrow and destroy. And God's saying, you know what? I actually won't overthrow and destroy in the time of 10 if there's 10 righteous. But since there weren't, he overthrew and destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah because there weren't 10 because in the time of 10 something's getting overthrown and destroyed and it's either it's either the enemy's going to fall or or if we're not if we're not focused if we're not vigilant if we're not alert then then we may fall but he'll pick us right back up so the time of 10 and and not only not only is it, I'm really loving whatever you're doing, so I don't know if your fingers are breaking yet, but um, if you can chill. If not, if you can't chill, then just, you know, feel free to sit down. I understand, like, literally. I get it. I've, I've, I've wounded lots of keyboard and guitar fingers over the years <laughs> because I've not let them sit. And, uh, and so... So here we are, like I said, in the time of 10. And, and uh, we also saw, you know, with the, with the 10 plagues, right? With the 10 plagues, what were the 10 plagues? The 10 plagues were an overthrowing and a destroying of the Egyptian gods, right? And so we, we have 10 plagues to overthrow and destroy the Egyptian gods, right? And so let's... Uh, switched up the tune on me and it switched me up <laughs> I, I am I am that stupidly sensitive so <laughs> um, no you're good you can you can I'm gonna relieve you guys you can be relieved thank you can you tell them thank you So I'll just go ahead and read this. I already spoke about it. Genesis 18, 32. And I'm going to try so hard, help me God, to get through this because I want to actually talk about the time of two. Uh, Genesis 18, 32. I'll kind of rush through. It says, Then he said, Oh, may the Lord not be angry, and I shall speak only this once. Suppose ten are found there. And he said, I will not destroy it on account of ten. Um, Genesis 19, 29. 
again, sorry, you're not going to be able to track because I'm just going to fly through to get to my main message. So it came about when God destroyed the cities of the surrounding area that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the destruction when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had lived. And like I talked about, uh, you know, a time of 10, the time to overthrow and destroy. And so the, the 10 plagues, those were all about uh, overthrowing and destroying uh, all the representatives of the Egyptian gods in those 10 different plagues. And, um, and then even Jeremiah 110, uh, which God brought to me, not realizing again, it was a, a, I know it's just a number 10 of 110, but nonetheless, Jeremiah 110, it says, see, I have, this is the Amplified Classic, It says, see, I have this day appointed you to the oversight of the nations and of the kingdoms to root out and pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant, okay? And then, um, and so then, like I said, you know, we came into 2020 and, and weirdly, prophetically, unplanned, like we, we, uh, our, our, our building, we were leasing a building and, and it got sold and, and we like unplanned, very prophetically, had our uh, last service the week that the COVID shutdowns began. And, and I, we were already like hard, me and my, my family, were already hard in the midst of this tearing and, and tormenting. We were already hard in the midst of this time of 10 as a family. And uh, then, then, you know, like I said, COVID comes and, and we enter the decade of 2020. We enter a time of 10 where, where uh, the whole world is fighting to be overthrown and destroyed or, or, or the church actually rise up and overthrow and destroy itself. <laughs> Not itself, but. And so prophetically, you know, we're still in that place of that time of 10. We, you know, you know we, don't, we don't have to be too prophetic to, to see that. that. That's still kind of the, the state of the world, the state of the nation. I, I believe in, in hope and pray and, and that, that we are rising up and that, that we are going to be in Ecclesia, that the Ecclesia is going to ride in, in this Sodom and Gomorrah of a, of a world that we live in because it's a fallen world will not be overthrown and destroyed, but it will stand because of the righteousness, the prayers of the saints, the, the, the actions of the saints, and, and on and on. And so here we are in the midst of this, this time of 10. And so, uh, so I, I talked about the overthrowing and destroying part. Every, that make, makes sense, right? You can see that pretty clearly, right? And so um, the other thing that the time of 10 uh, represents is a time of, of testing and proving. And so there's this, there's this overthrowing and destroying happening, but then there's, like I said, you know, hell was kind of <laughs> there to torment and heaven was there to tear and test and prove, <laughs> to see what, what's, you know, it's like, we, it's like what we talk about, you know, the overthrowing, the destroying, it's like, when everything that can be shaken can be shaken, it's for the matter of what remains, right? And so not only the time of 10, a time of overthrow and destroy, to overthrow and destroy, but it's also a time of testing and proving, okay? And, and showing you 
what's in you. So for example, okay, uh, Abraham, Abraham in Genesis, it says that it says that it was after he lived, uh, I could find this maybe, it was says, verse uh, 16 of uh, Genesis, or chapter 16 of Genesis 2 and 3, it says, so Sarai said to Abram, we're talking about the time of 10, we're talking about a time of testing, proving, uh, of seeing what's in you, uh, what will manifest, what, what, will, what, will, what will be there with, when the testing comes. Not to, not to necessarily judge, maybe, but, but definitely to show you what's, what's in you. And so in Genesis 16, uh, verse 2 and, two and 3, it says, So Sarai said to Abram, See now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. And Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. Then Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abram to be his wife. And listen to this. After Abram had dwelt 10 years in Canaan. So what's my point? My point is that in the time of 10 is a time of testing. The time of 10 is a time of proving. The time of 10 is a time of, of seeing uh, what's in you, what's gonna stand. Maybe, maybe, maybe what I'm saying, maybe the, the time of 10, the overthrowing, destroying, the, 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 the you know, the, the overthrowing, destroying of strongholds and uh, the overthrowing, destroying of, of what's kind of in your region or what's in your sphere of influence. Did anybody feel like they experienced that? And did anybody feel like in 2019, 2020, the last three years, four years, what do you want, that, you, that you've been in a time of proving and testing and that pruning and, right? Haven't we all? And, and it's not to condemn or, or, or give you the fail like F, <laughs> I felt like an F for two years, believe me. <laughs> a really big F. <laughs> and, uh, and so here, Abram, in the time of 10, in the time of testing and proving, it says that he heeded the voice of Sarai. And that's the same phraseology as in Genesis uh, when, when Adam heeded the voice of Eve. And, and Abram and Adam, they didn't believe what God said. They didn't stand in faith on what God said, but in the time of 10, they stood, they, they heeded another voice. And I'm sure, I mean, look at the church that got blown up. The church heeded another voice. Hello. Freedom, thankfully, did not because of Pastor Yuri. Strong leaders did not. The Joshua's and the Caleb's did not. They didn't heed to the sound of the giant. You know what's interesting? Yeah. He sent 12 spies out, right? 10. We're so afraid. We're so scared. We can't do this. We can't overthrow and destroy. Now I'm getting ahead of myself because, but then there was two. 
who heeded another voice. <laughs> Friday night, I woke up in the middle of the night. I, I do that often. There's a restroom that likes me every night that I come visit. And so I got up Friday night, uh, went to the restroom, my, the, the kitchens near my, my uh, facilities. And I just, you know, it's like four in the morning. I'm like, and out of the corner of my eye, again, fuzzy vision, I see an angel. I don't want to say angel. I see something of heaven eating bread, making crumbs on my floor. I, I use the restroom. I go back to bed and think, oh, I don't know. <laughs> the next day, the next day I, I wake up and I, I, I'm studying more, studying more, and I read about the 10 spies, or the 12 spies, sorry, the 10 that gave a, good re, the, a bad report, who were, who were, they're like, no, in the time of 10, we're gonna be overthrown and destroyed. But then the two, Joshua and Caleb, you know what they said? No, those giants, you know those giants? No, they'll actually be our bread. Ha. <laughs> They had that Davidic, or David had their thing, I guess, where it's like, nah, it ain't happening. But because, they, because the 10 chose to be overthrown and destroyed, they, 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 they never got to enter in. But we're like those that enter in, right? And so, a time of testing and proving. Um, Daniel, and this is the Amplified class, Amplified, slide. Have you ever read the Amplified? I haven't. I'm not gonna try to say it. You get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe that's a new speedy version. Quickening of the Holy Ghost version. Daniel 1, 12 uh, through 15 and verse 20. We're talking about the time of 10 also being a time of testing. Help me, God, or help you because I'm gonna preach all my message. So I'll try to speed through 10 to get to two, but um, this is, I only have two more on the time of 10. Daniel 1, 12, it says, it says, this is amplified. It says, prove or test your servants, okay? I beseech you for what? For 10 days. And let us be given a vegetable diet and water to drink. Verse 13, then let our appearance and the appearance of the youths who eat the king's dainties be observed and compared by you and deal with us, your servants, according to what you see. Verse 14, so the man consented to them in this matter and proved them 10 days, okay? A time of testing, a time of proving, a time of showing what's in you. What was in Abram was that he didn't quite believe it yet. What was in most of the church in 2020 and 2021 is I don't quite believe it yet. Verse 15, and at the end of 10 days, it was seen that they were looking better and had taken on more flesh than all the youths who ate the king's rich dainties. Skipping down to verse 20, and in all matters of wisdom and understanding concerning which the king asked them, he found them what? 10 times better than all the learned magicians and enchanters who were in, uh, say, uh, 
magicians and enchanters. <laughs> Yuck. Freaking hate magicians and enchanters. <laughs> ha! Show! They'll be my bread. Yeah. They'll be my bread. I've been their bread for 40 years. If you're prophetic, you understand what it looks like to live under an occultic thing feel like all your life. But I just turned 40, baby. And I'm walking into my promised land. And I'm not wandering around because of the confusion of the magicians and the enchanters anymore. So in the time of 10, Daniel was proved, Radshak, uh, uh, the other guys, <laughs> the other three, they were proved as well. And they came out 10 times better, 10 times stronger. So what was, what was shown in the time of 10 for them was that because of their righteousness, because of, because of their stance towards God, because of their heart towards God, that, that they came out on the other, and they came out on the, on the positive side, right? One more, and then we're going to move to the time of two. It says, uh, this is Ruth chapter 1, verses 3 through 6 and 14 through 16. New King James Version. It says, then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, we're talking about the time of 10, the time of testing and proving uh, what's in you. Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left uh, and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, the name of the other Ruth, and they dwelt there about, what, 10 years. Then both Malon and Chilion also died. So the women survived her two sons and her husband, then she arose with her daughters-in-law that she might return from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. So here we're, we're at the end of a cycle. We're at the end of a, a time of 10. And, and so now uh, God's visiting his people with bread. So they're, they're leaving Moab or, or thinking they're going to leave Moab in this time of 10. And here we see the juxtaposition of, of two different uh, people. Verse 14, then they lifted up their voices and wept again. And Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, look, Naomi said, look, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, entreat me not to leave you, verse 16, or to turn back from following after you, for wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. So in the time of 10, we had two different situations of proving what's in that person. Orpah, Orpah proved that you know what? I'm just going to go back to my gods. I'm going to go back to what I know. I'm going to just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take it easy. I'm just going to, I'll, I'll chill here. I'll be fine. <laughs> but Ruth in the time of 10, she's like, no, I'm done with this old life. <laughs> I'm done with this old thing. 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to submit to this culture. Moab was like one of the most crude, evil, disgusting cultures of, of the day. I'm not going to live in that culture. Naomi, I'm following you. <laughs> and God proved and tested what was in Orpah and God proved and tested what was in Ruth and Ruth was found to be righteous. My God's going to be, your God's going to be my God, Naomi. So if we just went through a time and season of overthrowing and destroying and strongholds coming down, testing and proving, and basically everything that can be shaken, being shaken, where does that leave us? So in um, April and then, and then really a lot in, um, in April, God started talking to me about uh, the church getting its second wind. Okay, too. The church getting its second wind. In September, I, I'd actually kind of forgot. Um, in September, and, and even in the summer, I had this weird kind of st- strong internal vision, but this weird strong internal vision of, of me being like a, a Saul uh, uh, encountered, and let me say this, Saul Saul Paul, it wasn't like a Saul Paul, uh, like he, his name changed. He was always Saul and Paul. Saul was his Hebrew name. Paul was his Roman name. But we, we say Saul to Paul conversion because after that conversion, after that encounter, he goes by Paul because his life changed, his ministry changed, and his direction changed. You understand? No longer was he, no longer was he among the, the Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, Saul. But now his whole ministry and life and direction changed. So now he's Paul to the Romans, to the Greeks, to the Gentiles. And so we call it a Saul to Paul uh, conversion. And it was so anyway, I'm getting off track. So I, I even have this double vision, okay? First, first in, so in, in April, I'm hearing uh, the church is getting their second wind. And about May, I'm, I'm having this strong encounter where I, I'm seeing this double vision of, of me uh, having this Saul to Paul encounter and, and needing an Ananias. And then uh, a, a very close good friend of mine, uh, then the next day God showed me my very good friend who's close to me uh, having the same one. So there's two, there's two uh, visions happening of a Saul to Paul encounter, two different people, two different men, one being me and one being my, one of my best friends. And, uh, and so, so again, after a time of 10, after everything, the overthrow, the destroy, the, the, the proving and testing, what does that leave us with, right? Like I said, it leaves us with what remains. Have you ever uh, felt like Joseph and, and you just, you, <laughs> You had all these promise, you know, Joseph, you know what Joseph had? He had how many dreams? Two dreams. Because God was establishing who he was going to become. And so Joseph has two dreams establishing who he's going to become because the time of two is about what he's establishing. And so Joseph has two dreams about what he's going to become, but then, but then he's stripped of everything. Anybody ever feel like that? Raise your hand. I'm going to be magnificent Jamie. <laughs> God told me I had two dreams that I'm a magnificent Jamie. Strip, <laughs> tear, <laughs> cut. 
Now I feel like a magnificent F plus. <laughs> and so in the time of 10, the time of overthrow and destroy, in the time of proving and testing, what came next is the time of two. Why do, why do I know that's what came next? Because that's what daddy told me. I don't know. <laughs> I just believe what he says. And so the time of two, you know, after everything's kind of like, <laughs> a bomb just went off in your life. Anybody have a bomb go off in their life for the last five years? Any bombs? Okay, great. Any detonations? So after the bomb goes off in your life, then, then it's everything was shaken that can be shaken. And then it's about what remains. And what remains still, the good news is what remains still is the call. You know, the, the good news is what remains still is the promises. And he's like, oh, let me point you back to those. <laughs> Remember, Joseph, the two dreams that you had, that, that the sun, the moon, and the stars were going to bow down to you. And remember, Joseph, the dream that you had, that, that uh, your, you know, the sheaves bowed down to you, however that went exactly. Remember that? Yeah, even though you, you just went through prison, you just went through pure and utter hell, and you felt like an F, and I stripped you of everything. Now, now I want to show you again what remains. Here, here's a couple, here's a couple dreams for you. The cupbearer and the baker. And all of a sudden, Joseph reemerges slowly, not as quickly as he wished, but all of a sudden Joseph reemerges because God threw him a bone in the time of two. And he says, what I, what I spoke, what I said, what the, the call on your life and, the, and the, uh, the favor on your life and the, the promises of God on your life, yeah, they, they're still there. And now I'm going to establish something on those. Because all the strongholds and all the war and all the flesh and all the stuff that was attached to you before the overthrown destroy season and before the tearing season, now that that's gone, now I can build. And so the time of two is about what's being established. And so we went through the time of 10. I would say that we're still living in both realms, both worlds. We're still in 10, but we're in two. And so now it's, now it's about what he's establishing in your life. And, and I, believe that we're, I believe that we're getting a second win as of that of Ezekiel 37. He said that, he said to Ezekiel, he said uh, down in verse nine-ish or something, he, he said, you know, prophesy to the four winds, prophesy to the breath and, and, and let the four winds and the, the breath breathe on these slain so that they might live and that, uh, that a nation might be reborn basically. And so he says, he says to you, uh, church, you're getting your second wind. Church, you're getting your second wind. I'm about to blow on you. I'm about to breathe on you. I'm going to reestablish. I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to restore. I'm going to revive. 
Hosea 6.1, come, let us return to the Lord. He's torn me, but he'll heal me. He's wounded me, but he'll bind me up. In two days, he'll revive me. In the time of two, he'll revive me. After the destruction, after the, after the tearing, after the uh, testing, after the proving, So the foundation remains, the call remains, the promises remain. I want to talk about Jacob a little bit and, and, uh, if you're getting tired of me talking, I'll, I'll quit here soon. I want to talk about Jacob a little bit. Jacob, Jacob was like the embodiment of two. He, he, he's, like, he's like the man of two. And, and I want to tell you what I mean real quick, okay? And then we'll get into it. Jacob was what? Was, he was a twin, right? Two. He told... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Rebecca was like, God, if, if this promise is coming forth, why am, I, why am I feeling this inner stuff happening? And God said, it's because there's two peoples and there's two nations in your womb. Jacob was a twin. He was one of two nations. He was one of two peoples. He, he used two goats to take Esau's blessing. He used two goats to take Esau's blessing. He had two encounters with God, one at Bethel, one at Peniel. He had two names, right? He had two names because in his time of two visitation, his second visitation, his second encounter, you understand he had his Bethel encounter, that was number one, but then he had his Peniel encounter, number two, the face of God encounter, where where God changed his name. So in the time of two, in his second visitation, in his second encounter, in the time of two, his name changed. I'll tell you what, we're getting a name change. You're getting a name change. This is a season of a name change because you know why your name changes? Your name changes because he's giving you a new name for a new direction. Like I said, Saul, we call him Paul because he was no longer part of the Pharisees, Sadducees and and, and the the, uh, uh, Jewish group, but now he was part of the Gentile group and he went by Paul because he had a new name for a new direction. And so here, Jacob at in his second, in his time of two, his second visitation at Peniel, he becomes, he becomes Israel because God's giving him a new name because he's giving him a new direction. And so Jacob, the man of two, he gets two names. He also has two wives. How lovely. <laughs> he has two wives. And only as of uh, recent did I understand why he had two wives. Now, Jacob's the man of two. He's a, we're, we're talking about in the time of two, things are established. In the time of two, because 
he got down to the foundation because he got you back to just the promises, because he got you back to just the call, because he got you back just to the bare bones of, Dad, I want you, I need you, and I believe you. In the time of two, Jacob being the man of two, he has two wives, and it says this in Ruth 4, 11, and this is the ISV. I'll also read the uh, New King James Version, but listen to this, Ruth 4.1, talking, uh, it says, then all of the assembled people, including the elders who were there, said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make this woman, Ruth, who enters your house like Rachel and Leah, who together established the house of Israel. Because the time of two is a time of things being established, of him establishing what he's going to do in your life. And so maybe you felt a shift, maybe you felt a change, maybe you've got married because I know some of you have, and you've, you've, you've got this new, newly established thing, something different has happened. And he, he's, he's saying in the time of two, I'm gonna, I'm gonna establish and reestablish, and on that, I'm gonna build who you, who you are to be in this next season. And so Jacob, Jacob was tricked, <laughs> he was deceived. You know how many times Jacob was deceived? Take a wild guess. Ten times. The man of two deceived ten times, it says. And so he has two wives, Leah and Rachel, and it says in Ruth, it's because it's because Rachel, let Ruth be like Rachel and Leah who together will establish, who, who established the house of Israel. So Jacob had to be the man of two. Jacob had to be the epitome of two because what did he establish? He established the entire, uh, the entire house of Israel. He established through, through Leah and Rachel and obviously their, their servants, he established the entire uh, Hebrew uh, tribe. <laughs> he had to be the man of two. He had to be the established epitome of what's being established because he established the entire race, the entire uh, generations, the 12 tribes of Israel. All right, I know we're nearing the end because the kids are here. I'll, I'll just say these two as, as well. Jacob became two companies and two camps at Mahanam. And uh, he had to serve, he had to serve two terms. <laughs> I like that. Two terms for a wife. Sorry. Do you ever feel like you're ser serving a term? Don't answer that. Uh, for your spouse. No, he, he served two seven-year terms and um, then also six more years. He, he served Laban for 20 years. See if there's anything else I need to really say. I'll try to close it with this um, just to kind of give you reference which we all know, Deuteronomy 19.15, it says, One witness shall not rise against a man concerning any iniquity or any sin that he commits. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, the matter shall be established. So again, time of two is a time of things being established. So uh, I'll end because the kids are back. Jesus, we thank you so much for what you're doing, God. Can I get the worship team? Father God, we thank you so much for 
getting us through the, the last uh, years. Maybe some of us are happier than others about getting through the last few years. And Father God, we thank you for this time of two. We thank you for what's being established in our lives. We thank you for new names, for new directions. Father God, we thank you that, uh, you know, in, uh, it says of Saul that uh, when he encountered God, he lost his sight and he needed an Ananias to help him regain his sight. And so, God, we thank you for not only what you're establishing, but we also thank you for what you're pairing us with, for what you're joining us with, for what you're, uh, for the, the who and the what that you're bringing into our life so that we can regain perspective, so that we can reestablish vision, so that we can uh, move forward into the things and into the places that you would have us to move forward into. And so, Father God, we just, we just ask that you would mend hearts that need mended and shift lives that need shifted.